Veterans Voice is a show that connects veterans and active members of the military to qualified guests who help you find programs and benefits you qualify for and discuss housing, education, career training, and other topical matters. Every show addresses issues that affect your life. Call in and share your experience. 781-837-4900. Welcome, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host in Veterans Voice Radio on a dark, cold night here in Veterans Voice. Uh, uh, it's a good thing we got a room full of people here to warm the place <laughs> up. Uh, uh, and it's like midnight out there driving uh, and freezing. And uh, I don't know, Jenny, I'm, I'm looking. I, I, I want the warm weather back. I like it right now. Really? I like the snow. And I've actually been up on the south shore for the last couple of days i didn't see the snow so to come down and see it i'm like i want to go make snow angels well you you make some for me and and i'll i'll watch from the inside carolyn mason wally carolyn thanks for coming in tonight so nice to be here again about our 40th uh, woman veterans (laughs) night i think that number kind of grows exponentially (laughs) i know we've only been on but I know that 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 we always used to have four shows a year. Every three months, would would have another show. We did. We did that for seven or eight years, and then we've kind of fallen away from it. But getting we, back to it, we we've got tonight, and we're gonna have another one uh, uh, in April. We'll be uh, uh, next to Lady Veterans Night uh, uh, to be held during uh, uh, Veterans Voice Month. Yes, April will be a ten year ten year anniversary. Holy moly, they predicted we'd be gone in three to six months. Uh, so next year's 10 for you, and next year's also 10 for our coalition. Just after me. I was I, I was born in April. We oh. were June. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Well, so we'll have a, uh, a, a, a joint blast for sure. But, uh, Carolyn, thank you so much for coming out in this cold weather. My pleasure being here. Doesn't bother me a bit. I'm a New Englander through and, and through. And so. you're a sailor, so you're used to inclement <laughs> weather. You don't stay in when it's when it's not nice you out there. Got it. You and Wolfie and the crazies uh, from down in Hull. Uh, you you like the with the icebergs floating. I think like the icebergs. Yeah. I like the ski slopes to have the snow. I'll drive around here on nice dry roads, and, and we'll be just fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll all be fine. <laughs> yep. Gino, thanks, brother, for. Uh, for coming in tonight and get us getting us uh, online here, man. It is my pleasure. It's wonderful to return. I hadn't been here in a couple of weeks, and it's good to see everybody. Yeah, no. Nope. And I want to wish everybody happy holidays, uh, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, um, and just every day above ground is a good day. It sure is. Wonderful it, it, to be it, back here. It, Thank it you. It sure is. And uh, uh, Jenny, you're. Uh, uh, I I think that this. Uh, let me ask you, how. Do you see an increase in 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 the folks reaching out because of a level of depression or loneliness now more than after the holidays, or is it after the holidays a little bit so worse for you? Both, actually. You might we'll see an increase in calls for people reaching out, wanting to talk to somebody. But if you're talking about actual losses, that's in the spring. When everything, all these holidays are over and all these people are gone, that's when you see 
the losses increase. Okay, and 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 my friend Larry has a has a caller in the line for us. Uh, put who's put some, someone's through. missing from the show tonight. What's that? Someone's missing from the room tonight. Uh oh. Uh oh. Is it Justin? Oh. Calling in he's, from down under. Yeah, he's ready to go wheels up pretty soon. Oh, imagine he's with that. Us right now. Our our our, our 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 dear friend Justin. Justin, are you out there, buddy? Hey guys, how you doing? Just ready to lift my wheels up. So I wanted to uh, wish uh, all of you a uh, happy holiday, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, New Year's, Christmas, and to all the veterans out there, uh, uh, I wish them really well uh, this season. I know it's been a rough season, rough year for a lot of uh, guys, but uh, 24 looks good. I'm hearing so. Well, and 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 we're lucky to have you around, uh, Justin. You 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 bring a, a great uh, viewpoint to the to the show, and you do uh, worlds of work uh, and wonder with the Vietnam veterans. So, uh, you know, glad uh, glad you you came on board to join us, and uh, we'll miss you. But we'll see you back here on the twenty eighth. There you go. I'm I'm looking forward to getting back and uh, getting back in the saddle. So. And I Justin, just want to send- wish you guys really, uh, really uh, a, a happy holiday and be safe out there and um, uh, continue uh, what you've always done, Greg. And uh, I know that uh, when I get back, we'll talk. So, uh, but uh, Justin, have a great show and and you too. And I, is Gino in the room? I didn't know. Yeah, I'm here right now. I wanted to tell you that we'd like to also extend our love to you and to Kim. Wish her uh, happy holidays too. Okay, great. Thanks, guys. All right, listen, have a great show. I've got to go wheels up. Okay, you be well awesome. and have a safe trip, and uh, call us if you need anything from our pot while you're gone. Oh, maybe you're going to bail me out somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Get some bail money. <laughs> Carolyn. All right, guys, have, have a great show. Thanks. Bye, Thank Justin. You. All right, guys, bye-bye. Bye-bye. I wanted to, to back up. Um, you asked Jenny a question about calls during the holiday season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you didn't say calls for what or to where. Well, true. well so that, that's if true. You could yeah. Explain. <laughs> but Jenny is such a a a a a, a, a force on the show now. Yes. We we get people saying that we need to talk more to Jenny. Talk more to Jenny. She's so quiet and demure and she's over there and when she speaks she so eloquently on any subject that she chooses to address. But Jenny, I, I, uh, uh, we mean from the the nine eight eight line. Correct. So the numbers definitely for nine eight eight have gone up. Um, I actually know the director very well. Um, so the calls, and it isn't necessarily people in crisis. It's just people that want to call and talk to somebody. Mm. But there's also call to talk, which is the two one one and the seven four one seven four one that you heard a lot about when COVID first came out. Those numbers are going up as well. But again... How many numbers do we need, Jen? No offense. We don't want them going up. But as I I had mentioned months before, the first six months that 988 was in place, 98% of the calls ended up with the person not even having to be directed to 911. Just to be talked off. Just to have someone to talk to. It was really crisis prevention at that point. Exactly. Yep. Like you said, they don't have to be in crisis. They need somebody to talk to. Well, in many of those cases, obviously, if the number's that high in which they don't have to call 911, then there must be very many of those cases in which crisis was averted. Right. Completely. That was the other 2%. (laughs) 
There you go. Exactly. Yeah. But it also, it could be, and this is something that we talk about all the time, the 988 number is not just for someone in crisis. If you have concerns about someone that, you know, a loved one, a co-worker, it could, yeah. you know, it could be someone in your neighborhood, you can call that number and ask questions. Carolyn, how are you seeing the woman veterans' uh, uh, numbers for for problems uh, reassociating and and transitioning back to, to 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 civilian life? We talk a lot about kind of the males because they're right. you know the larger part of the veterans community. But what what's your view on that, Carolyn? That's a great question. So I'll tell you. Um, it's the fastest growing demographic of the veterans still. So and so um, the numbers would be corresponding to the same problems within sure, the male they're, community. Sure, and they are um, increasing um, over time. I'm seeing in terms of the VA. I just finished an annual report, and um, in the Boston system, we again saw, you know, about a thirteen fourteen percent jump year over year. So. Um, and then when that's we're in VA participation in people who are coming to get care at VA Boston. Excellent, yes. excellent. But we're also seeing um, that the population is a lot younger than the male veteran population that's using the VA. So about um, about fifty one percent of the people um, of the women that are coming to get care at the VA are of reproductive health age. You know, so all under, different set of parameters, of 50, eh? all different, all different uh, medical issues. Wow. And, and yeah, so it's really changed. But I think what we're seeing um, is a lot of what you're talking about, Jenny, about that sort of the loneliness and disconnect and wanting to um, connect with somebody that gets it. Right. And, that understands. Um, right. So, you know, when we're talking about 988, um, you know, encouraging them to press one for veterans um, right. if that's, um, you know, the demographic they fall into. And, and we're seeing a lot of that, yeah. So that 14% increase, that's just for women? That's for women who are, wow. are using the VA. That's, the a, that's, a, that's a testament to the, to the good care that you're given and the good reputation that at least you have in Boston. Yes, I, I don't know from outside the Boston area. Providence, I think, is does a pretty good job, um, but you know, as far as you know, care goes, we, we have open lines every week, and mm-hmm. all we hear is great stories. And uh, we see you at the events, Carolyn. You're signing people up for VA care with appointments within a couple of days. Yeah, you know, if somebody needs to be seen urgently, we can. You know, we can most of the time get them an appointment within a few days. Um, you know, wait times for certain services are long all over the place. We had a, we were, I was in a meeting today and we were talking about um, veterans who we couldn't schedule in 20 days or less and looking around in the community to try to find the, um, the same service and their wait times were three, four, five times as long. So it's, you know, we're, it's a very um, delicate balancing act. I, I, I just had to wait three months <clears throat> mm-hmm. for, a, for a doctor's a referral for my doctor to see me. They finally saw me yesterday. Three months waiting time. Yeah. I was shocked. I, I hung up and said, no, not, not three months. I don't know if I'll be alive in three months. Uh, 
you know, but sure enough, I made it, and, uh, uh, you know, here we go, but that's that's a trem- that's a tremendous time if you're under twenty days, that's yeah. pretty strong. Yeah, and and I always say to any veteran that um, that I talk to, you know, if you're in an urgent situation or if you have an emergency and you show up um, in Brockton at the urgent care or in West Roxbury at the ER, you know, day or night, weekends, to, somebody's going to be somebody's going to be there and they will sign you up on the spot and. Give you care and not turn you away because you haven't signed up before. <clears throat> or, Correct. <clears throat> interesting. That's very interesting. Well, that's going to conclude the first quarter, Larry. Why don't we take our first break here, kid, and we'll be back uh, to dis- discuss more about the woman veterans' uh, 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 programs that Carolyn has uh, uh, seen, and uh, uh, we'll talk a little bit more with Jenny about uh, uh, the services that. Uh, that, that she's been involved in, and uh, and then me and Gina will just be the parsley in this meal. We, uh, <laughs> you, you know, freshens your breath. The reason why they use parsley is a garnish. You're supposed to eat it. People don't really you eat it because it's so high in chlorophyll that it cleanses your breath. Not to be confused with chloroform. Does this smell like chloroform? Mm, how's that? My pickup line. <laughs> Larry, why don't we leave this before Gino gives away all his trade secrets here. (laughs) We'll be back after the... Veterans Voice is a show that connects veterans and active members of the military to qualified guests who help you find programs and benefits you qualify for and discuss housing, education, career training, and other topical matters. Welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio here on uh, 718th yep. Ladies' Night. Uh, you know, we've run the gamut. The number uh, just went like up. That. Oh, yeah, yeah. We go all the way back to Viviana Marquardt, and uh, uh, Ali Rodriguez was an early supporter of ours. Uh we we've had so many uh, uh, Nancy and yeah, Ross, and Nancy and Sue yeah, Katz, yeah, and, Sue Katz, yeah, uh, yeah. Gail McAuliffe, yeah. um, Christine Tron. Uh, I remember when I remember now General Ferris. Yes, uh, well, came in, came in one day. What a thrill it was for her, for for her, for me, for us to to, to meet yes. uh, you know one of the first you know female generals from the Air Force, and she was actually flying a refueling uh, tanker plane during the 9-11 crisis. 9/11. Yes. And, and she was just a few minutes from, from being at, this, at the site when they scrambled when she was down at uh, uh, Otis. And uh, uh, what, a, what, a, what, a, what a interesting lady and... Uh, uh, you know, just shows the, the the capabilities of women veterans out there. They are everywhere. They they are everywhere doing everything, and and not just being. No offense to the nurses, but nurses, uh, secretaries, uh, you, you're playing an active role in almost every phase of the of the operation, aren't you? They are. They are in. They are on the battlefield. They are in the air. They are um, in the submarines. Um, just about every place. Just about every place. So, what do you what do you see in um, uh, Carolyn? Are they are they uh, generally, by and large, uh, are, are they coming back with good attitudes and and 
anxious to become part of the civilian life, or is there some trepidation that they, maybe I should have stayed in the military for a while? Was it kind of a safe spot for him? That's a good question. Um, One of the things that I have heard a lot is they feel like the men come back and, you know, have the shirt and the hat and the um, patch on their sleeve and everything that says, hi, I'm a veteran, and that um, I see a lot of women talk about feeling like they have to come back and immediately go back to being mom, wife, employee, and sort of melting into their um, communities and not visible. You know, how many of them have talked to me about um, being asked if the car with the veterans' plates on it is your husband's? You know, and that's... Is that a, is, is that a, a, a shyness of not wanting to self-identify or... What, what do you what do you think the reason for that is? I think our society still Says. doesn't identify women as serving in the military, and they have the served same thing. Set, in the military sorry. since the Revolutionary War. You know, yep. we've all uh, hopefully all heard the story of Deborah Sampson and and tell us, back, Carolyn, who is Deborah Sampson? Oh, she is a woman who um, dressed up like a man. Mm-hmm. And enlisted in the army back in the Revolutionary War so that she could serve her country. Um, she uh, served under the name Robert Shirtliff. Um, she was a local girl, wasn't she? She was Pembroke local. Or Kingston yep. or somewhere? Plimpton. Wow. Plimpton. Plimpton, yeah. Plimpton, yep. yep. Um, little town of Plimpton. There's a beautiful park um, in her honor over in Sharon um, because she did spend a lot of her time there, but she was discharged from the Army after she was found out that um, she was a woman, um, but she was discharged honorably, and she... um, First woman veteran. First woman veteran. So, you know, we've served since then, and um, we've had women serving since then, and, uh, you know, I think our society still doesn't recognize them. Hmm. Hmm, how can we change that? Hmm, <laughs> hmm, hmm. Just it's only been talking two hun- about it. Yeah, I'm talking about it a little bit yeah. more and encouraging them and, and maybe encouraging more women veterans get-togethers. You know, you have your annual conference, but maybe you need to do little quarterly ones, you know, at, at, at different areas. Not as big and grandiose, but, you know, maybe... Maybe, and I'd be willing to help with the organization. I'm sh- I'm sure we could find venues that would, you know, house maybe, you know, a group of two or three hundred. We could have it on a high school gym. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be any place special. It just has to be someplace. So one thing to know is there are events throughout the year for um, our women veterans here in Massachusetts. And I know throughout the country there are. Um, and we are continually, I think... One of the most difficult things is how do you get that the word out to the women veterans who have gone back into their lives and and are still, um, you know, they're they're expected to immediately go back and and be mom again and be the the soccer mom and the you know carpool queen and and all these different things plus working plus you know being just that role and I think it's it's difficult 
um, particularly when I talk with younger women, um, to get them to come out to something that is for veterans. And yet they tell me they miss talking with their fellow veterans. So it's this real uh, tug of war and figuring out how to do that. I got a a question I haven't asked you before. Mm. Um, What percentage of women veterans do you think are married? And Mm. how many would come back as soccer moms to a family or come back to Mr. Mom being, you know, unmarried with children or just 26 and single and looking for how to reacclimate and what school to choose and what am I going to do next? Oh, you're putting me on the spot to dig that out of my the I, recesses I, of my brain. Um, women women veterans estimate. are more likely to be married than male veterans. Women veterans are more likely to be divorced than their um, civilian counterparts. Um, and... And I can't pull anything else out of the that, recesses that, of okay. my brain. In, 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 <laughs> Carolyn, when, in April, when we come back, maybe, you, you know, you could find yeah. out just to, you know, determine, you know, gee, is it, is it single women? What What's their major problem? Mm-hmm. You know, how about the, the, the married? How about the divorce? Divorce with children? You know, each one of those has has their own, their own group problems. And like you say, now you get the younger kids... With the merging with the 50 or 60-year-olds. Sure. You know, and we're trying to figure out, you know, how do you um, take care of all of their, you know, reproductive health needs? So you're talking about um, contraception. You're talking about healthy um, preconception care of their body and getting ready to have um, children. You're talking about maternity care in and of itself. You talk about... Um, what do you do in the case of an unwanted pregnancy um, or, a, or a pregnancy that might um, uh, be a result of um, something a like rape? Rape, rape, rape um, military sexual trauma. And civilian, too, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, postpartum care, postpartum reproductive mental health is a huge part. Um, and then, you know, through their lives, how do you, what about parenting, um, issues? And parenting skills aren't covered in the Marines? They're not. Probably, amazingly. probably not. They're not huh? taught in school, they, never mind in I the know, Marines. I, I know, they got 350 <laughs> sure. career paths, uh, with the Marines, uh, the recruiter came in and not yep. one of them is about, uh, parenting skills. Well, you know something else, Greg, if you think about it, you, they make you get a license to get married. But any dope in the world can make a baby. There's not even an instruction manual. No. Which reminds me of a saying, children in the back seat can cause accidents, but accidents in the back seat can cause children. Did you just make that up? No. No, you heard that. that quick. No, no. You, you've got a, a better memory than I, Confucius. No way he comes out of <laughs> yeah, this, I, with this I, stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm awful. But uh, uh, it, it, it's interesting. I, I'd be interested to know. You know what the different, uh, you know the age the age groups are, mm-hmm. and and like all the other veterans agencies out there, the American Legion, the VF, they're all so hurting for members. How can we encourage some women veterans? What can we do to bring them together 
in a non-invasive, come and have a friendly, just get together. We can sit and and some of you might want to do a quilt on the background. Some of you might want to do whatever, but just to be around, like the coffees. Would you think mm-hmm. of aiming it towards women? So we actually have somebody that is working on um, putting together the possibility of a women veterans coffee. So a time that they can come together and, and talk and have a cup of coffee and, and share resources and just be, you know. You know what I, I love, Suze, what you said about, um, Carolyn, sorry, about postpartum mm-hmm. because we're seeing an increase in that on yes. our side. And most recently, you know, two years ago, we've had a, we did have a couple local situations, not veterans, but they were both postpartum situations there's not much documentation out there, Imagine and there's not much more. materials. Yeah. So yeah. I, I definitely want to – I'd love to follow up with you on that to see how you're helping them. Yeah. One of the um, one of the things that happened recently was the expansion of the Maternity Care Coordination Program at the VA, where now we're having our teams of maternity care coordinators follow the veterans all the way through the first year after delivery. Wow. Which is really important because it Very because important. that's the high risk time, um, and it doesn't end six weeks after you deliver. It you know it continues. So we're really trying to reach out to that population. Well, and now on the line we have uh, maybe one of the greatest women veteran uh, uh, veterans that I know, a, a mentor and a role model for us all here. I think I know who this one is. <laughs> Past uh, Secretary of Veterans Affairs, our good friend uh, Cheryl Poppy. Cheryl, thanks for taking some time tonight. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, Greg. Hi, Carol. Carolyn. How's it, how's everything, Cheryl? Um, I I am well. Um, I just realized that I I hope I came on it and uh, in the, I'm in the middle of a, you're in the middle of a very important topic, and so I don't want to stop that discussion. But I did just want to briefly take the opportunity, if there are any women veteran business owners on the line, just to uh, just make the point that you know I'm with the Supplier Diversity Office, and uh, we are encouraging more veterans and then obviously women veterans if they have the opportunity to get certified with our office um, it will give them the opportunity to possibly compete for state purchasing it also gives them the opportunity to be in our directory uh, the opportunity to network and go to matchmaker events with other businesses um, and to you know to be in just be invited for other training opportunities so just making that point really quickly. I'm also doing the same thing for capital asset management, which is, you know, DCAM, that's the office that builds our state buildings uh, for construction firms. And we do know that we have women-owned construction firms in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. And Cheryl, aren't there set-asides for minority and smaller business opportunities that are not taken advantage of now because nobody's registering? Well, we're, in the in the state side, we don't really call it set-asides, as you have in the federal government, but we do okay. strive for benchmarks for purchasing. And for veterans, for example, state agencies, you know, the goal is at least 3% of purchases with veteran-owned businesses. And obviously, the more veteran-owned businesses that we have that can uh, come on, you know, get certified to give a wider choice, 
uh, of vendors, you know, the better opportunities people may have. I do want to stress that even if you don't get a contract right away or get on the state contract, you can always try to partner with someone, subcontract with someone, and just to get the visibility in the directory is helpful. Well, and and they don't have to be large, you know, multi multi state companies. Uh, uh, can can a smaller uh, uh, company still register with you and uh, make their services available? Yes, I mean you have sole proprietorships, you have limited liability companies, and you know a lot of business is done. The heart of business is done with small businesses, mm-hmm. and on our website. You can take a um, what we call a self-assessment to see if you qualify. And then, you know, there are a lot of other, there are steps to follow. And if you run into any problems navigating anything on the system, you can reach out to us for assistance. Obviously, the work gets done by the individual, but sometimes if you're having a little trouble navigating, we can do that. We know that there are businesses that um, certify with Small Business Administration, and that's for federal contracts. We want the veterans in our communities to have the opportunity to compete for state, federal, and you know commercial opportunities. So I, 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 I see just a wanted big, to I share a, that quickly with I, you. I learned a big difference, uh, Cheryl, in that you are more at the state level than the set of sides of the at the federal level. I think that's very important. But how would people get in touch with you, Cheryl? What what's the preferred method of communicating with you folks? Well, the, uh, we have a website. It's www.mass.gov and forward slash SDO. That's Sierra Delta Oscar for Supplier Diversity Office. And then, you know, uh, you've got my email address, Cheryl.poppy, P-O-P-P-E, at mass.gov if there are any other questions. But I really don't want to take any more time away from the very important topic that you're discussing now. Yeah, but but Cheryl, I was just uh, uh, joking with Carolyn a little while ago when we, you and I talked today. You said you might only be give us three, able to give us three minutes. I said three minutes with you is much more valuable than three hours with me and Wolfie. So <laughs> you know, we 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 welcome and you have an open door policy with us here, and uh, we we love everything that you do. And Cheryl, I have to say your timing was perfect because um, I was actually thinking, trying to think of some of these resources for a veteran that um, one of my social workers um, connected with today who has a small business, who is um, trying to grow and is struggling right at the moment. She's having some growing pains and and has some questions. So... um, your timing is perfect. It, I just wrote oh, down that website for it. Right. That's us. That's Now, we're just certification, Carolyn, but yeah. remember, there's SCORE, Service Corps of Retired Executives. You've got our friend Jenny Murphy with the Veteran Business Outreach Center and the Center for Women in Enterprise. Yeah. There are a lot of resources available, bunker labs, all kinds of resources out there that we can get together and connect our veterans, and, the, you know, today, as you have the topic, women veterans, so they can be successful. Amazing. M- amazing. Cheryl, well, thank you so much for for calling in tonight. Uh, we're going to have, uh, April is going to be the next uh, uh, Women Veterans Night, so we'd like you to, to plan to come in. It's our 10-year anniversary, so uh, we're going to have a little uh, uh, birthday cake and some champagne. Oh, what a... Mo- what a- 
What a milestone. We look forward to that. And thank you for everyone and giving me the chance to uh, call in this evening. And I wish you all a very, um, you know, healthy, peaceful holiday season. Thanks a lot, Cheryl. And and same to you. And uh, keep up the great work. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk at you soon. Okay, thank you. Thanks, All right, Cheryl. Yeah. Thanks, for, thanks for calling. And that was uh, Cheryl Poppy, uh, certainly uh, one of my role models that I've looked at. And one, the, the first time I met her was at uh, the Bedford uh, VA Hospital. And she, she was dressed up in, in her military outfit. I never saw her in military before. And I thought she looked so beautiful. <laughs> and she looked just like... A, a, a poster for woman veterans of of what I would mm. picture a woman veteran to be like, you know. And she's so dedicated and so knowledgeable. And uh, as the first woman uh, secretary uh, here in Massachusetts, uh, she's continuing to work in the veterans world. You are right. And as I it's, said to her, three minutes with her is much more valuable than three hours with me and Wolfie. But, uh, Larry, why don't we take it away here? We're getting late for our break, so we'll uh, take it away, and we'll be back uh, after these messages to continue with the show. Welcome back, everybody. Greg Grasso here in Veterans Voices. We're talking about some old relatives we have and women veterans that have served that we know, and uh, we're sitting here with... uh, 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 none other than Carolyn Mason Wally. Uh, for those uh, who uh, may not have heard of the famous Miss Wally, uh, she's the director of Women Veterans Affairs here for the Commonwealth. No, the, the VA. No, for VA Women Veterans Program Manager at the VA in Boston. And what does that entail? So I oversee how we provide care to women, um, what services we offer, where our gaps are. Um, what we need to work on. Um, I act as an advocate for them, trying to be their voice with our leadership. So I'll do things like uh, go out and do outreach in the community, meet women veterans, talk to them about different um, <clears throat> different things that they're struggling with or have questions about. And then I can bring that back to my facility and say, okay, you know, I'm hearing blah, blah, blah is the issue here. You know, why don't we have this service or why don't we offer that? Or this, we offer this, but we really need to make it a little bit better. And, and Carolyn, so, how would people, uh, before we get too close to the end of the show, how would people contact you that have some questions that maybe they're a little frustrated, they haven't been able to find the 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 right source for the right skinny. You know, a lot of people yeah. in the street have a lot of funny ideas and whatever. But with you, it's for real. How would they contact you? So every VA across the country has a woman veterans program manager. Um, if you call the VA, um, your local VA, you ask for the women veterans program manager. Locally, I will give people my, um, you can also call me, call my, um, my cell phone is 617 617- Nine eight one nine two seven seven, and I'll say that one more time slowly. It is six one seven nine eight one nine two seven seven. Give me a call, and I will try to help you best I can. Um, and we also, um, 
if you're online, um, looking up the Women Veterans Call Center. That is a national call center where um, you can text, you can chat. Um, you can, if you call them, you can ask them questions about um, health care. You can talk to them about benefits. Um, you can ask them about National Cemetery. And what um, number would that be? Oh, is that the VA CARES number? Um, no, it is um, the Women Veterans Call Center. Um, and I should know this by heart. And why don't I know this? I by keep heart? asking you all these tricky <laughs> questions. You are. Um, so it's 855 um, 829 And you can call them, you can text them, or you can go online and do online chat. Um, and that is available all across the country. If you are here in Boston and you're moving to California and you want to know about the services in California, um, you give that number of call and they will connect you with the person in California who is the Woman Veterans Program Manager at that VA out there. Um, Boy, nothing that, like knowing somebody in the right right places, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know it really. Um, it, it really helps is those lady. transitions, you know, lady. And and I know some of you might get frustrated, a little frustrated with the paperwork and yeah. this work and that work, but it's well worth it. Uh, the the assistance and the experience that Carolyn can share, being able to talk to a Cheryl Poppy, yeah. wow! Just for that honor, you know. To have her available to 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 give you the real skinny on what what what's out there, and from her standpoint, the certification as Gino was asking me, how do you get certified? Well, it's a whole series of paperwork that they will help you fill out to accomplish that goal. Mm-hmm. They're looking at, to help the minority women veteran business owners. Yeah, and I think that. Veterans Voice is a perfect example of how we do this. It's those connections. It's um, you know this this woman that presented today, this veteran that has um, her own business, trying to figure out um, what to do to help raise some funds to continue her business and grow her business. She um, might, you know, who she might want to call is Lee Goldberg. Lee Goldberg is a good friend of ours. He runs Vet RN. Vet RN is a program that he's been running for almost 10 years in conjunction with mm-hmm. Northeastern University, mm-hmm. and it's to help companies, veteran-owned companies, with, I think, two years of experience that need to have a, a running company but need to grow it to the next level. Right. Lee, Lee's a great contact, and now they are. He, he he's going to be working with us on our veteran business owners showcase series that we're going to be starting. Lee now is in 16 to 17 states with this. So now that's the perfect example of what a network does. So the um, Veterans Voice Network does this in a phenomenal way. Um, Cheryl Poppy was my one of the original people that I met when I took this job too many years ago um, that when I didn't know who to who to talk to and who to call and where to go and where to find a resource, if it was something that, okay, VA doesn't do this, so who does it? Um, she was the person that I would always reach out to. 
Um, that's how I met Jenny. That's how I met Greg. That's um, we all, that's how all, I met all, the, all, all the gypsies, yeah. right? And, and then, and then we just started hanging around with each other because yeah, we're and, in the same circles. But then that's also the way you figure out how do you help that person that's presenting to you today. In and front no of you. one company can do everything. Correct, especially in this Absolutely. in this arena. strength in numbers. Yeah, there is in this variety, you know, and having a rainbow of colors. In a rainbow of coalitions, in a rainbow of friends, and you know, you never know who you need at a, at a particular time. Uh, uh, um, you, you just never know. So we're we're, we're glad to be uh, an organizer and maybe a conduit for right. for people to meet that have never met before. Right, and I I think there's a resource that we have here in the state of Massachusetts that is very strong for our women veterans. It's the women. Massachusetts Women Veterans Network, and unfortunately, um, Susan McDonough, the director, couldn't be here tonight. But um, but and, and if you go a whole new position now with the veterans uh, the exe- is now a cabinet position. Yes, the executive office of veteran services. Um, you know they have a great website, and um, and they're they're a conduit to all of these different resources as well. So um, the phenomenal networking that goes on between all the different organizations here in Massachusetts and um, no no one of us can do it all so um, that's why we're all here that's why we're all here but that's why we have sponsors so uh, Larry uh, we're running late here but why don't we uh, take our last break we'll come back uh, for some last minute uh, 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 comments from the ladies here and uh, a final shout out for that good old number 988 we want to make sure that uh, We highlight that tonight. So take it away, La, and we'll be back after these messages. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Greg Browser, your host of Veterans Voice Radio, as we finish up on our uh, 2,453rd or 54th show. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Seems like it. We've been on the air that long. (laughs) Uh, But uh, uh, (laughs) we're talking about... uh, the wonderfulness of what the women veterans have brought to this country, uh, and not just in an administrative or background, uh, backroom basis. Uh, they're at the front lines of uh, all of the uh, uh, most critical uh, uh, veterans, uh, military decisions uh, out there. And uh, boy, look out as they come back into the workforce. They're going to be, they, they maybe don't even know how valuable they are. They have no idea, I don't think, because I, I look around at um, the people I work with, and I can immediately tell you who's veter- who's a veteran. The way they carry themselves, the decisiveness with which they go about their day, the um, decision-making capabilities absolutely, you know, stand out in a crowd. Huge. It's amazing. And 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 a, a lot of the veterans, the male veterans as well, they don't realize the training, the soft skills training that they received in the military. And and I, I equate it to me being a high school sports official. I never paid much attention to rules of life. <laughs> but all of a sudden, I became a high school sports official and now the rules of life are very important to me. Mm-hmm. And I need a set of rules because if there's rules, I don't have to make a decision. If there's rules, I can be trained, okay, if this happens, then you do this. 
And that's what happens in the military. You, you, you taught a whole system of rules and regulations and... Procedures. And, and procedures for a reason. They, they could save your life. They, you, you could save your, your, your partner's life. You could, could be a life or death situation. And when I think about soldiers taking apart rifles and assembling them in the dark, I can see why it's, it's a, it's, it's a pass-fail. Uh, it, it's it's an incredible situation, and and for veterans to be trained in that way, I think it just they they they, they learn procedures, mm-hmm. follow the procedures, and create new procedures. Yeah, and how to how to make a decision and and um, how to carry out a plan, um, just. The skills are, are something that... The chain of command, what the chain of command means. And also, but, but also <sighs> just being able to be that person that that does make the decision and that does decide what the plan is going to be and how you're going to take that plan and put it into action. I think those are the skills that I see that are just so valuable that many of us don't get leadership skills yeah. yes a, a, a good yes. friend of ours bill teeley works with um boston scientific uh he's the director of recruitment for their 500 person 10 billion dollar distribution center in uh in marina bay in north quincy he was an artillery guy mm-hmm. now what does an artillery guy know about running a a, a a 500 person incredible what a computer operation it is but he, he 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 they hired him he got started and rose to the ranks and because of what he is and how he acts he's in a great position and he he's a good friend of ours here so he has pretty good taste on top of it but uh uh we uh, look forward to uh uh some more work with uh with them as time goes on but uh Carolyn, what do you think the women veterans have to look forward to in in the next year the, the year 224 we got another woman Veterans Conference, a statewide conference again. We are hoping to have that. We're hoping to um, to have some other things going on. The um, we have a, a women veterans exhibit that is going to be making um, making the rounds. Hopefully, we're talking with um, some of the colleges in Boston and um, uh, the city in that trying to get that out. Um, you know we're we're looking at other things so locally in terms of um VA healthcare we're looking at um starting up a group for women with um diabetes how about the pact act have you have you have you had many women uh, veterans uh, uh inquiring or We've, signing up for the registries we have and mm-hmm. um and i think it's a really really important um, group of people to make sure that um, if you've had any kinds of exposures that you're coming in and you're getting screened and you're having that secondary screen and you're signing up for the registries because we want to know how does military life and all the things that you experienced how does that affect your health care um, and how does it affect your life in general and you know the more we have um, that have come in and, and done those things, the better informed we are and the more we can help in the future. Tremendous asset to have uh, 
to have someone like you in that position, Carolyn, that really gets it. And uh, you've been doing it for a while. Uh, I have. Uh, along with uh, a, a, a lot of us here. And, uh, you know, it, it's a benefit to, to because y- you know other people that can help you do what you need to get done. And and the thing is, we're bringing in new people, too, to, to fill in the gaps that we need. Um, I have a new uh, assistant woman veterans program manager, Wendy McDonald, who many of the younger um, post-9-11 veterans may have met during their um, interactions with um, the Transition Care Management or M2VA program. Um, she's been a wonderful asset and has really brought um, a lot of skills uh, to the to the plate here and it's helping me out. We have a new psychologist working in the mental health um, specifically for women, new dietitians, things like that. So we are definitely... Um, moving along and growing, and we're here for you um, no matter what your needs are. And we're, unfortunately, the clock on the wall yeah. says we must be moving along, but uh, we'd remiss uh, if we didn't mention the 988. If you're feeling lonely, feel like you want to talk to someone, 988. At the prompt, press 1. You'll find somebody that's trained, that cares, that listens, and will get you whatever help you need. Thank you, Larry, for uh, keeping us on track here, Gino. Thanks for thanks for all your help again, and Carolyn and Jenny and. Uh...